Hey everyone, it is Portia Kimball with the PK Project Podcast. This has been an exciting first week. It's been super therapeutic, which I didn't know it would be. But I wanted to give you some words of wisdom and wrap up everything that was discussed this week from introducing myself to why I'm at where I'm at, um, dating, leaving a job, talking about boundaries, but more than anything, it's self-reflection. And though I gave you a snippet about my father, what I will tell you is it has been a struggle as being a product of just being a single, being a single or being a product of a single parent. You know, my mom couldn't come to all my games. She couldn't come to everything because she's self-employed and my dad wasn't around. And like so many other people, my grandparents filled in. And I think now just thinking about everything is when I was in my six-year relationship, I think the worst thing that haunted me was that I'm going to cry. Was that my lover and my best friend was going to leave me for someone or was just going to leave in general, not necessarily for someone, but just leave me, which then coincides to my father not being around and my father leaving me. And I remember telling Mr. Rogers, you're just like my father. He was like, how dare you compare me to him? Someone who didn't care for you or was around for you or did things for you. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. And, you know, I have dug deep and done therapy and looked at my relationships and what am I doing? Am I, am I looking for a daddy? You know, do I have daddy issues? Of course I have daddy issues. <laughs> but once I fix, you know, the issue I have with Cornell, I will let you know that that's where I ended up meeting Mr. Rogers a few years later because I had worked through that pain. I had worked through that heartache and it was not easy. It was a lot of, it was years of therapy and getting to know myself and why was I, you know, sleeping around so much or doing all these things. And I think I was just literally just trying to come find comfort in a man, I was trying to find some sort of comfort in someone to give me some sort of validation because I was missing it for my father. And I think now more than anything, like, you know, it's different with kids today. I mean, they see everything and it just, it wasn't like that for me. I was afraid to show my body. I was, I hated my legs. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know, I hate my legs. (laughs) I just feel like they're the fattest thing ever in America. And I feel like when I wear shorts, everyone's staring at them, but I'm working through that. However, I think it's okay to really reflect and ask yourself, where are the issues coming from? And I know I remember telling Mr. Rogers, like, you're going to leave. Like my biggest fear is that you're, you're going to leave me. And he was just like, no, I would never do that to you. And then of course, finding out that, you know, he did leave in so many words. I, I physically left, but he had been gone long before I even knew. And I will say that I know those things go hand in hand a little bit. And I also know that it's okay to be alone. I don't have to get married. I don't have to have kids to have a validated life. I have a nice life. I 
get to do what I want when I want. I'm making good money and I'm making it on my own. And I think sometimes as people, we forget that, you know, we don't have to have another significant other. Of course, it's nice. Of course, I'd like to get married one day. And, and if I don't, I'd like to just have a nice partner. And let me tell you, I just know that that's where I'm at at this time. And going through everything this week, I realized that, you know, that's what I was looking for. For years after that happened with Cornell and I, which is my father, I thought, oh, my God, and Mr. Rogers came right on in and basically filled that void for me for a very, very long time. And though it took me a long time to be submissive, which I hate using that word because I feel like when you're single, submissive, use the word submissive, people think submissive is like being a slave to your mate. And that's not how I look at it. I look at being submissive as someone I can look up to, someone I can trust, someone I can ask questions to and get advice and trust and believe in their word. That's submission to me instead of, I mean, of course, the decision is always yours, but submissive is different for me. That's my meaning behind it. And, um, you know, it doesn't mean that like you're on your knees scrubbing floors and yes, sir. And all that's not the military, but I'm telling you right now that, I mean, we all have issues with our parents. I'm sure some people are looking for validation from their parents all the time. I was just looking for the love for my father and my mom gave that to me. And so did all the rest of my family members. So I'll say, I feel like I have, you know, the daddy issues are over, but are they ever really over? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm not sure I can't answer that question. <laughs> but what I will say is this week, there was a lot of things that came up for me. Last week, it was Mr. Rogers' birthday. I felt some type of way. I ended up going to North Park Mall, which I hate going to that mall. I never really shopped there. And I, I realized this week when I went to shop there for my trip this week, and I was like, all the stores that we ever went to were for him. I never actually shopped for myself. And I went to those stores to shop for myself. And I was like, wow, I don't, I'm not putting myself on the back burner anymore. I'm no longer behind the curtain. I get to step out in front of the curtain. I used to, you know, it's like when we went to the mall because I hated it so much. He was always going to get something. I might get something. And I remember going into the mall and basically like being my mom, I was like, just because we came to the mall, don't mean you go get something like that's a mom saying, like, just because we come up in this store, don't mean you're going to get shit. And that's how it was. And I thought, why are you not buying me anything? Why am I always buying you something? That's pretty much how it went. And it's gross when I think about it, because I think now, like, I didn't deserve that, but when you're not used to a man doing anything for you, and I mean anything for you, you don't expect any man to do anything for you. You heard what I said? Because the man, the first man that was supposed to love me didn't, and I didn't get anything from that. And then I go out into the world, and it's like, you know, most of us hear that saying, like, don't expect shit from no man. You do it yourself, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's crazy because my friends aren't that way. My Caucasian friends have expectations and expect their husbands to take care of them, and and they do it. Most of my African-American friends work, but most of my Caucasian friends do not work. And it's crazy when you think about it because it's like, where where did it where did it go why did this happen this way where you know my mom was a single parent saying you take care of yourself you pay these bills because if you let him in pay your rent he gonna think he can come up there anytime because he paid that rent 
And that just stayed with me. So I never had expectations of a man to pay for anything, which is sad because when I went on a date with the doctor, like right when I had found out everything about Mr. Rogers and I, I went on a date with the doctor. And when the bill came, I, I'm, I'm using my, I know you can't see my hand, my left hand is out. It was like, I reached down in my purse to, to pay for it. And he could see my body language change and the discomfort. And he was like, Portia, I'm going to take care of this. When we went to the next location, which was a bar right after, it's like he knew it was important for me to pay. And it was me saying, I, I can do this. But really, there was no expectation for me to pay. He didn't want me to pay. It was all me. And I was like, damn, you know. I remember calling my friend Lizzie like, girl, he paid for everything. And she was like, why wouldn't he? But Leslie doesn't come from the background that I come from. I'm not used to my own father paying child support or even wanting to. So for me, a man paying for a meal, which is really sad that that's the feeling I had behind it. That's the feeling I had behind it. And nobody can take that for me. Nobody can make that go away. That is how it's been. It's not a product of being single for a long time. It's a product of standing on your own two feet and being afraid to let someone step in and be submissive. And uh, listen, I'll be submissive all day long. Somebody else do it. Pick somebody else to do it because I'm tired. But I do take pride in being my own woman. I do take pride in doing those things. And I think it's an amazing thing if you're young and you find love and and that's where it's always been. But I also say, make sure you explore all of your options, just like test driving a vehicle. But yes, it's been a lot of self-reflecting this week because once I went to North Park, I went to my friend Marie's house who um, took the furniture for me and Mr. Rogers' apartment. So it was like North Park Memories, was shopping with him. I go sit on the furniture at my friend's house that was once mine. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It was like one thing after another. And it just, it was a lot. I still have memories popping up on my phone from birthday trips that we used to take on his birthday. And it's just like all these things are coming into play. And then, you know, I shared the podcast and this week and I just felt so much better. And then the weird, crazy part of it is mistress number one of his decides, I guess, to come and listen to the podcast and hits the follow button on my Instagram page instead. And I know that was on accident. And I thought, I don't know what you're still coming here for. It's very clear. My background is different. I'm talking about dating other men. I don't want to have anything to do with this anymore, but it's the fact that she's still lurking for some reason. And I don't know why. And I didn't really talk about her much um, when I was explaining it all, but I feel as though maybe I should, maybe she didn't feel like she got enough light in that story because I talked about mistress number two versus her. But I will tell you, mistress number one, very, very clever sister, because what she did was use the power of social media. She actually, in October of 2021, yes, uh, she looked in my Instagram stories and created a Instagram handle with his name in it. And then there was a picture of them just standing closely side by side, just like, Hey, we're outside. I ran into a friend type of picture and I had my arm around her. And then I ended up calling Mr. Rogers on FaceTime. And I said, 
you're cheating on me. And he said, what? And I was like, you're cheating on me. Look at your, check your text messages. He was like, I know who this is. This is an old pick. And I'm like, it's not an old pick. Um, I'm going to contact her. So he hangs up. About 30 minutes later, I look at my Instagram stories again, and it's the same Instagram handle, but a different picture. And they're kissing. And you can tell that the picture is being taken from far away. And um, so I send that too. That was early November, late October. I think it was late October of 2021. That's when I figured something. But again, you know, I just thought, okay, I don't know what's happening. I didn't know where they were. I didn't know what it was. It was a fuzzy picture. I never could see her face in the picture, but I thought this bitch has balls. So she was letting me know. And then she carried on October, November, December, January, February. So for five months, she basically just tortured me when she decided to torture me and send me emails telling me how stupid I was because I was with him. And that there was proof that he was cheating on me and that it was going to be shown. And there we are, February 2nd or that first Saturday of February. Uh, there is a Instagram page, like I said, that she had created and he had been tagged. So he knew about the page. He knew about the pictures. They had been different places. I don't know the extent. Don't care about the details. But there was pictures that she had taken of him. You could tell they were just like off-centered they were never like them together. It was a sneak picture. You could totally see it. You know, what's crazy is the first thing he said to me when I saw all that, I had actually sent the link of that, that Instagram page to some of his friends. Like, did y'all know about this? Like, this has been going on for a while. And he was like, let me just tell you how stupid this was. He said, did you see her body? She didn't even, she doesn't even have a good body. And I was like, well, apparently that doesn't matter to you because you're doing whatever you're doing with her. So who cares what her body looks like? You clearly didn't care. He said she had to have bad body, which it didn't even matter. And just said that it was nothing. And he said it was horrible and that he didn't mean any of the things that he had said in those text messages. Cause some of the stuff he, he just lied in those text messages. She had put screenshots of him saying things and there were some sexual text messages. Some of the text messages she created, you could clearly see she crafted some of those acting like it was him, but either way, it was still hurtful. And so the fact that she wants to keep coming around and like lurking is really weird and obsessive. Uh, I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe they're still talking. I don't care. I just don't understand what this is about and why it's even a thing. It's over. It's been over. Um, that's it. So I don't know what the deal is, but girl, I hope that you get your life together because I sure have. And you can have whatever you want to have. I'm sure it's there for the taking. I just don't want any parts of it. I don't want any parts of you at all. Um, you have beautiful hair in the photo. I'm sure you're a gorgeous woman. I'm sure you have it together. Kudos to you. And I hope it all works out for you, no matter what the case is. But I just want to say that the attack that you put on me uh, was very brutal and very hurtful. Uh, and when all of this went down with Mistress One and Two, I actually messaged 
both ladies on Instagram and said, honey, he didn't just cheat on me. He cheated on us. And he was in the message when I said that I, I swapped information with both ladies to tell them who was who and where to find them on social media. They never responded. They never said a word. And uh, yeah, I find it very interesting that these ladies are still looking at me when I have no affiliation with either one of them with this man at all. And I just, I wonder how much time people have to give to things that are unnecessary. I hope you find your way. Hope you figure it out. But for the rest of us trying to find our way and, you know, healing and hoeing at the same time, let me tell you something. That's exactly what I'm doing. And again, I always say hoeing doesn't mean you're sleeping with different people. Hoeing means you're just doing whatever the hell you want to do. And you're living your life like it's golden. Your vagina is golden. You're golden. You're living your life like it's golden. Everything is golden. Yeah, <laughs> there's a ray of light. That's hoeing. Hoeing is doing what you feel, doing what you love. And, you know, being yourself and expressing yourself and not apologizing for it. That's what healing and hoeing is. So, sis, if you come in to look at me to see if I'm doing bad or doing good, you're never going to see the bad. I've already went to the lowest of the low. I have fought a drug addiction on my own. I have fought and still fighting, you know, betrayal in so many ways, but I'm so much better for it. And to be able to help people, whoever this reaches is what it's all about. So I can only tell you, thank you so much for, you know, Getting me where I'm at because you were really the thing that pushed me. Uh, you know, you're the first indicator of what was going on. And though you wanted to hurt me and maybe you thought breaking us up would bring you guys together. And, and maybe you are together. I don't know, but I'm happy for you both. So, yes, we got daddy issues. We're healing and hoeing, hoeing and healing, calling people daddy. I mean, it's it's it's. It's life at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. It's life at its finest. <laughs> yes. I just want to say thank you so much to everyone that supported this podcast this week. This has been amazing. And for those that don't know, my degree is actually in broadcast management. My minors in advertising and marketing. So this has just been right up my alley. I want to thank my cake husband for helping me with this process. It's been amazing. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm not a technical person. So like I said, as time goes on, things will change. There has been so many amazing people that have reached out to me saying, thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing. I can relate. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for listening to me. Of course, this week was a little bit about me and what I had going on in my life and my thoughts and opinions. It will change up next week where we do discuss topics with other people from childcare to healthcare to hair care to all of these things about dating in your 40s and you know sex you know it's like a netflix series here we're just we're it's a hodgepodge we're putting it all in and uh, one thing i will say is as i am healing and realizing what my traumas are what my triggers are or what i'm going through i do want to say this mr rogers isn't a bad person just he just did bad things and I have forgiven him a long time ago and I'm, I'm never not going to remember him. I'm never not going to love this man. He did a lot for me and helping me be better in my business and better in just my personal life. I have a lot of 
like kudos to him for the things he did help. It was in a horrible relationship. There was something horrible or horrible things that happened, but it wasn't that way for the full six years. I still love him to this day. Of course, I love someone that I don't know that was that I thought I once loved. And, and you know, that person is gone in my eyes, but I do love him. He was great in so many ways until he wasn't. And, you know, even though it may seem like I'm disrespecting him or maybe I'm not, I don't, I don't know how you want to look at it, but he did a lot for me. And I don't think I realized it until he was gone. There was things that I didn't look at until the relationship was over that he gave me that no one else has ever given me. So even though he slid into that spot when my dad wasn't around or whatever I was looking for, he did a lot. He did a lot for me emotionally. He helped me mature in a lot of ways. And I can't not give him that. I'm a bigger person than that. I'm not as petty as probably you think I am, but I do love him very much. And I love his, his mother and his father. And no, he could never reach out to me and ask me to help with anything. No, that, that ship has sailed, but I do have a huge spot in my heart at this time for the things that he gave me and the things that he made me think of. And, um, you know, as I heal, I think about those things and, you know, sometimes good people just do bad things. And, uh, I'm sure that was the case here. And I don't know how often it's gone on with other relationships that he's had prior. I don't know if it ever did. I don't know if it's just me. He did it too, but I do love him. And, um, I'm not in love, but I'm at a good place where I can talk about these things and not cry and not be emotional. But this week was crazy. You know, like I said, last week, the, the memories popping up for his birthday, we always would go out of town. I would, we would always go on a trip that, you know, we would go somewhere he wanted to go. And so all those memories are just like popping up on my phone. And I just, I got really sad and depressed about it. And I didn't reach out and say happy birthday. Cause I was like, I'm not doing that. But at the end of the day, I took a lot away from that relationship. I took a lot of things from the relationship with my father that I didn't get until I got it. And it all really came full circle this week. And it all came full circle because of all of you wanting to listen. And like I said, we have different topics to talk about because it's not always going to be about me. But I just want to say thank you to everyone who has been here, who has been listening, who can relate, who can understand all the things that I'm saying. And I just want to say, I love you so much to all my newbies out here who are not cake people and that are listening. I got your back. It's always going to be, Hey girl. Hey, it's always going to be real. It's always going to be raw. And I'm never going to not tell you the truth. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in this week, the first week of the PK project podcast. I can't even believe I'm saying that. Like, I feel so happy and filled with joy and it's all because of all of you, even though I can't see you and you can't see me. Well, except unless you're on YouTube. I really appreciate you all. Thank you for the love and support. Thanks you guys.